This is the Industry Matters Podcast, powered by BGM, a post-acute healthcare podcast about community, connections, and belonging. BGM is a member service organization serving durable and home medical equipment providers and manufacturers. BGM also has communities for respiratory, complex rehab, women's health mastectomy, home accessibility, and orthotics and prosthetics industries. In today's episode of Industry Matters, we are talking to Arian Martinez, the Director of Training and Development for HomeLink, a division of the VGM Group. Arian recently wrote an article for the VGM Playbook, Protecting Your Most Important Asset, Your People, about engaging employees during the current pandemic. This is such an important topic, especially with much of the workforce working remote. Arian, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, absolutely. So let's just, we'll dive right in and let's start off with a quick overview of those top 10 things that you would recommend for keeping employees engaged. Um, and then we'll, we'll look a little bit closer at them, but what are those, those first top 10 items that you would recommend? Yeah. Um, so when I was putting my list together, um, I think I started out with like 50 things to keep in mind. <laughs> so I pulled that down um, to the top 10 that I thought were really important. So um, the first one is get on board with the same technology. Um, then we have create a camera on culture, implement a virtual break room or social space, set clear but flexible expectations, be extra empathetic, keep the lines of communication open. Make time for regular check-ins or walking check-ins, which we'll talk about. Celebrate individual and team wins, no matter how small. Equip your people leaders and maintain normalcy. What a great list. I mean, that I can see how you probably have 50 to start with, you know, but I think the 10 that you got down to are so impactful and important for, for the leaders. Um, so let's look a little closer at a couple of those. One that I think is so crucial is setting clear and flexible expectations. And I love the fact that it's clear and flexible. So tell me a little bit how you've done this and you know how you've kind of, ha- you, you yourself as a leader have had to be flexible with this. Yeah, absolutely. So I think prior to the pandemic, um, myself included, a lot of leaders were kind of nervous um, with what this work from home would look like. Um, There had been times where my staff had worked from home um, just because it was more convenient for them that day. And there was always just this sense of they're not here. I can't see them. Are they okay? Do they need me? Are they working? So I think with the pandemic, it's kind of shed some light that this does work. And, you know, we have to just trust our employees. They have to trust us as leaders that we're still going to be there to support them, even if that's virtually. Um, So I think for me personally, going into this pandemic, um, we kind of just set some guidelines early on and said, you know, we don't know how long this is going to last, but um, we want to do regular check-ins. And so we actually created um, a team stand-up every Thursday. So we hop on as a team for a quick 15 minutes in the afternoon and basically just tell everyone what we've worked on this week, um, what we're planning for next week, maybe some wins that we had. So it's really just kind of like a quick go around the the group and um, let us know what you've been working on. So that helps them just know to what they need to help support each other with, because again, they, they can't see each other. So um, what does that look like? And then I also think 
you know, those clear expectations, just remaining consistent. Um, again, we set those at the very beginning and we've been doing that ever since. Um, there's definitely been a couple days where scheduling didn't work out and, and we weren't able to do the Thursday kind of round robin, but um, we have been sharing blog posts weekly. Um, so any team updates that we have, um, we share those in a weekly blog post with the team. They're able to comment back and forth, ask questions, kind of start that discussion. So I think consistency is key in those expectations. And again, just we, we have to be flexible. I mean, this is our new normal and um, we're all learning together. So um, just figuring out, you know, what works, what doesn't work, and then having that conversation again if, if it's not working. So. Right. Absolutely. And those and I know you had touched um, on your list, you know, like the lines of communication have to stay open because, you know, we know communication is crucial, but I don't think we've understood how crucial until we all started working from home. <laughs> yep. All right. So the next one um, I think kind of flows really nicely from this is equipping your people leaders. Like you said, none of us were really ready to do this. And especially as leaders, what does that look like? So how are you helping your people leaders um, lead through this pandemic? Yes. So I remember um, at the very beginning, kind of having a little bit of a mental breakdown myself. Um, just being at home, being, you know, in the same four walls. And at, at first I was working in my kitchen and I determined quickly that that was not going to work. Um, so kind of fixed up our, our spare bedroom and um, created an office and everything and got back there. And it was a little better, but I even thought to myself, I'm like, I've been holding it together. And so I wonder how many other leaders, you know, is, is anyone checking in on us? And we're so concerned with supporting our staff that we're not taking care of ourselves. So that was one thing that I was just super honest in the next team meeting I had with uh, my leaders and just told them like, hey, I'm not okay right now. Um, I'm going to be pretty vulnerable. I'm going to let you know how it is and, and how I've been feeling. Um, and then after that, I do feel like it kind of opened the walls a little bit because then they started asking me how I was doing. And it was just more, it kind of broke down a barrier because it was more of a conversation in their one-on-ones um, with how they're doing personally with the pandemic, not just how they're doing at work. Um, so I think that was important to break that connection because then again, they shared that and passed that down to the people they're leading. Um, I think the other thing too was just making sure that I had resources available to them. So again, everything is virtual. And so um, making sure that it was all in one place, it was easily accessible. Some of the you know, best practices that we shared with them was just making sure that we're creating agendas for one-on-ones. Um, so I have one supervisor who holds one-on-ones and we had discussed, you know, making sure that we have an agenda, making sure that um, we schedule that time. Because uh, again, we're not in office, so it can't just be like a pass-by quick meeting. Um, it, it does need to be scheduled and we need to make sure that we're adhering to that schedule and, and not rescheduling because uh, that time is super important and super valuable. Um, we didn't want to disengage our employees um, just by, you know, having a lack of trust that we weren't going to show up or we weren't going to make that one-on-one. And again, it's, you can't see them. So am I available? Am I not? Um, we have these little bubbles on our, our name. It's either green, red, or yellow. And so um, just making sure that we were always available and, and we had that those resources for them readily available. And so you talked about um, a location to store everything for them. So what are you using um, to make sure that everybody can get to the documents, the forms that, that they need? Yes. So we are utilizing Microsoft Teams. Uh, so we have created a separate team um, for my team. And then with that, there is 
an automatic group SharePoint that gets created. So we store all of our documents. Our blogs are housed on our team SharePoint. I mean, literally everything is on that dang SharePoint. And so that's been super helpful because it's it's all tied together. Um, it's also helped my team adapt to the new technology by just honestly diving in and using it because um, Office 365 was something that VGM had recently, pretty recently uh, transitioned over to. So um, SharePoint for now is the most part is what we're using to store all of that. Great. Um, so how do you yourself um, avoid burnout through all of this? Um, when I figure that out, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, for me personally, um, one thing, again, that I kind of established early on is it was super easy to just stay working um, because I didn't have to leave my office. It was right from home. And so I kept telling myself, I'm like, well, you're, you're home. You might as well just continue to work. And so when five o'clock came, I would usually get up, make dinner and go right back into my office and, and try to get things done. Um, and again, that was proving not to, not to work. So that's when I moved my my um, computer setup and everything back into an office instead of out in the kitchen, <laughs> um, moved it back there. And I kind of set a goal for myself that you will be off by 530 every day. Um, you're going to, you know, enjoy dinner with your husband and your family. And um, so that that helps. There were definitely days where, you know, I, I might have had to stay a little bit longer to get something finished up, but it wasn't a normal thing. So and that's something that, again, if I was in office, I would leave right around 530. You know, I wouldn't stay um, past 530 because at that point, I don't feel like I'm being productive. I am just kind of sitting there, you know, I, my brain might be working. We don't, I'm not sure. Um, right. <laughs> so that was just my instinct to, to get back to some normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Another one of the uh, items that you listed was implement a virtual break room space. Tell me a little bit about um, why you did this and, and how it's working. Yeah, so um, we utilize Teams quite a bit, Microsoft Teams, um, just because it's very quick and easy to use. Um, all of our staff at VGM um, is on the same platform, and so that has really helped. So there have been times where, you know, we've set up team meetings, but it kind of just turns into a social hour. And um, I think before, if we were on site, in the office, that was kind of a, okay, let's, you know, let's get back on schedule. Let's get back to, to working. Whereas now it, you need that. Um, and you recognize that your employees need that. And so, um, you know, we, we talk about personal things. We talk about what we did on the weekends and then all of a sudden it turns into an hour and we're like, okay, meetings done. Um, we'll send updates since we didn't get to talk about a lot of those. And so I definitely think that you need that. Um, if you don't utilize Microsoft Teams, um, you can definitely use Skype for Business if that's what your company uses. Otherwise, there's another one called Slack um, that can be utilized for any type of virtual meetings. And um, it's just great, again, to have that set social space where they know they, they don't have to focus on work. They can just ask each other how they're doing because we don't have that pass by, what'd you do this weekend? What What are your plans for next weekend? Um, how are the kids? Things like that. So um, we do think it's super important to, to have that social time. Yeah, that water cooler time is definitely missed. <laughs> Absolutely. Very sure. Uh, so also in this article that you wrote for um, the VGM playbook, you did list a whole bunch of other 
um, types of technology. Um, you had mentioned just now Slack or Skype for Business. Can you tell me a little bit about the other types of technology that you would recommend using? Yeah, so I am, I'm a super cheerleader for Office 365. Um, I know when it first we first transitioned as a company, um, I was a little hesitant. I was a little nervous just because there is so much that you can do with it. And so I was very overwhelmed. Um, but after, you know, just spending an afternoon kind of diving in and um, doing a quick Google search of what are the best um, Office 365 apps, um, I was able to find a few that I feel like really work for me. And so, like I said, we utilize um, Teams quite a bit. Um, we've converted to OneDrive, which I've always been nervous of saving items on the cloud just because I'm like, where do they go? Are they going to be here? <laughs> yeah. But it's been it's been great, honestly, because I can um, save something on the cloud. I can access it from my home computer if I happen to forget my charger one day. If I need to share a document with someone, I can share the, the cloud link. And so um, it's a you know living and breathing document. They can see any updates I make. Um, they can track the updates, which is super nice. So as soon as they open up a, a document, it'll actually highlight any changes that were taking place from the last time that they viewed it. So that's been super helpful. Um, I would say SharePoint has been my, I, I don't know, that thing is just great. It just does so much. Um, so we actually transitioned a lot of our training materials over to SharePoint um, and we've turned them into uh, videos and web pages with the step-by-step -step instructions. And so again, with that, we've been utilizing um, Microsoft Stream. So it's kind of like a business YouTube. You can create different channels. You can upload all your videos. Um, but one really cool thing I like about it is it will actually transcribe your video for you. And so it, it kind of does all that hard work for you at the beginning. And then you can go in and edit. So if it misses a word or, or something like that, you can definitely go in and edit that transcript. Um, but then another cool thing it does is it has face recognition. So if you are doing a video with um, a couple different people, maybe you're doing an interview and um, you interview five different people, it will recognize their faces. And then um, down at the bottom, a viewer can actually click on someone's face and it'll take them right to that interview. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we haven't got to use, utilize the interviewing too much, but we've definitely utilized Microsoft Stream for uploading those training videos. Um, again, you can embed um, different documents into the videos. And so another um, tool that we've been using a ton is Microsoft Forms. So very similar to Google Forms and whatever your company utilizes, you can use. But we've been using that for surveys, quizzes, assignments, you name it, we have been using Microsoft Forms. That's awesome. Um, great, great pieces for people to pick up on and use. I'm jotting them down as you say them. <laughs> so, Arian, what has been um, one of your biggest takeaways as a leader during this time? I think for me personally, I have said that I need to kind of give myself some slack. And if I'm thinking about that, then that means that I'm sure others are thinking about that. And so um, I have very high expectations of myself. And I think my my team would agree um, they have high expectations of themselves. But really, during this pandemic, um, at the beginning, there was this shift to, OK, well, there's less distractions at home. So you should definitely be able to get more done. Um, and that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> 
Um, that was one of those things where it's like, yep, that sounds nice, but that's not how it's happening. So a lot of people had kids at home. Um, a lot of people were, you know, had pets at home, needy pets, um, puppies, new puppies. So there were a lot of distractions at home. And I would say some would even agree that there were more. I know at the beginning, my husband was on second shift. And so he was at home in the mornings and um, was definitely a bit of a distraction to me <laughs> coming in every couple of minutes. So I think for me, it's been really just to give yourself some grace and to give your team some grace, because this is different. We have not went through things like this before. Um, we are all learning together. And so we just have to be extra empathetic and make sure that we're taking care of ourselves first. So that way we can help take care of our team and make sure that their mental state is in a good spot. Um, check in on them personally, because it's not all about work. You know, we have to trust that um, they all have good intentions. Everyone wants to work. They don't want to just sit at home and and do nothing. And so um, it's really just checking in on them personally to make sure that they're okay. Um, and as long as they're okay mentally, then, you know, they're going to get their work done. They're going to ask for support. Um, and if they can't get something done, you know, they'll let you know. So that's been probably the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, very true. Um, anything else we're missing that you want to add about um, engaging employees, engaging leaders, or just anything in general that we've missed? Yeah, I think I would just end it by saying, you know, don't don't be afraid to um, be vulnerable to your team and even to your peers. I know that's something that in the past I've been, I kind of, I don't know, I guess I just, I want to, I'm pretty young. And so I personally, that's just a, as a young leader, um, it's something I have to get over. It's a, it's a confidence thing. So I, I don't ever want to look weak or that I don't know what I'm doing in front of my peers. And that's something that I need to do better at. Um, so I would always, you know, just challenge people that it's, it's okay to not be okay. Um, even as a leader, even as a manager, it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to say that, um, you know, so share with, with your um, peers and your other co-managers, um, share with your team, share with other teams, just be open about it. And because um, we're all human, you know, we, yes, we go to work every day. We, we have to put on this face, um, but take it off, you know, explain what you're going through because somebody else might be going through the same thing. Um, and you'd be surprised how much you have in common with someone else and, and kind of what they're doing. And they might be, you know, they might have another strategy to avoid burnout um, that wasn't working for them, but it might work for you. So I think you'd be surprised on some of those conversations that will open up. Absolutely. That's, that's very true. You know, um, I think sometimes, especially as women leaders, we feel this pressure to always be strong, right? To, um, to put on that brave face no matter what. And, you know, um, being real and authentic is so important. And, and I think you hit it very, very um, correctly right there at the end. It, we do. We have to be transparent. And that's the only, the best and the best way to lead. Yes, absolutely. Well, Erin, thank you so much for your time today. Um, and for all of our listeners, uh, to read Erin's full article, you can go to vgm.com forward slash playbook and download uh, the entire playbook. This is one of the articles in this edition, and it's called Protecting Your Most Important Asset, Your People. So you'll want to get your hands on a copy of that as well. So thank you again, Erin, for your time. I really appreciate it, and, and I hope you have a great day. Yes, thanks, Mandy. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Industry Matters. Make sure you never miss an episode by visiting bgm.com forward slash Industry Matters podcast.